This is Rick Lee James, and the music you are hearing is from my new album, Thunder. The title track, Thunder, is a never-before-released song by the late Rich Mullins. There are also 12 other tracks made up of original music, hymns, and readings to guide the listener on a journey. You can buy Thunder today on clear vinyl and CD, or stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, and almost every other music streaming service. Thunder, hear it today at rickleyjames.com. This episode of Voices in My Head is brought to you by Podbean. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. Visit podbean.com voices to find out more. That's podbean.com voices. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes, or by tweeting at me, at Rick Lee James on Twitter, And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at MrRogersSay where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I am so glad that you can be here with us for another great conversation this week. Do you ever feel less than, less important or less valuable than others on social media, at work, or even in your own circle of friends? Would you like to know with confident assurance just how precious, loved, and valuable you are to God and believe that God has a purpose-filled plan for your life? Well, in Platinum Faith, best-selling authors and inspirational speakers, Michelle Medlock-Adams and Bethany Jett, examine 12 unique properties of the precious metal platinum to show us how to embrace our true worth and cultivate a deeper faith in God. Combining honest and relatable stories with inspirational insights, they unpack each of these properties and the spiritual and practical applications for your life. Bethany Jett, one of the co-authors of Platinum Faith, is my featured guest this week. Bethany, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thanks, Rick. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am happy to have you here today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'll have to say, I've never thought of platinum before as something that could really teach us a lot about spiritual growth and depth, but the more that I've been reading through your book and and what's been sent to me, I'm I'm excited to learn more about this, and it makes a lot of sense, and I I think it's a a really great concept that uh, you and your co-writer, Michelle, have have come upon, so so let's have a conversation about this today. Yes. Uh, What are some of the elements of platinum metal that you highlight in your book, Platinum Faith? Um, so there are 12 that we identified, so I can name them for you, um, kind of going in order of the chapters. Um, platinum is useful. It withstands the heat. It's precious and rare. It 
is a very shiny metal. It bonds easily with other elements. Um, it's malleable, so it can be shaped easily. And it resists corrosion. It's a heavy metal. It's also special, self-controlled in terms of the science behind mm. it. And um, and authentic was the other one that we pulled in. So wow. So all of those elements relate to to our faith walk. Wow, and that that really does speak a lot to your faith walk. And and there's so many things about those elements that almost seem like they would contradict each other, like being tough and malleable, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yes! Time. It's, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing, and yet what what a great uh, lens to kind of view faith through. What, what made you first uh, kind of think of that idea? Because it's not only just the book Platinum Faith, but it actually has to do with uh, the title of, of this publishing endeavor that you're doing together with Michelle as well. Yes, so um, the idea for Platinum originally came when Michelle, who is my best friend, um, she had a business idea because we're both writers and we love to work on proposals and, and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, let's start this company. And we were thinking of names for that. And we came up with Platinum Literary Services. Mm -hmm. And we really, we're both blonde. So everyone thinks the Platinum refers to our hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, Yeah, but that did kind of give me the idea. So you just I was thinking, what are some, you know, characteristics about us? And um, but when you when we found platinum and we started digging into just how amazing it really is, um, that became the name of our company. And then one night at 2 a.m., we are at a writer's conference texting each other. And Michelle said, I think this could be a book if we take the same characteristics that we liked for business and apply it to faith. Hmm. And and then it was born. Platinum faith. Wow. Well, I, I'm going to read a, a quote from your book, and then I have a question that follows. And in, in the okay. book, it says, Platinum faith doesn't mean perfect faith. It mm -hmm. just means all-in faith. We may not walk in platinum faith every day, but we all have a measure of faith according to the Word of God, which means we all have the potential to grow our faith to a platinum faith level. So you believe that obtaining a platinum faith is a process. So so what should, should someone expect as they are pursuing a platinum faith? I think we can expect hard times. Hmm. And in that chapter, Michelle was talking about her grandson, Bear, who was just recently um, diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, mm -hmm. and he's two. Oh, my. And walking through that was so hard and, you know, praying through that. So, we, yeah, we do. We think that the – we think platinum faith is what we're attaining, right? It's – we don't have it now, and we're not saying in this book that, that we're perfect or even that we have a platinum faith, but mm -hmm. that you can take each element – as it relates to platinum, mm -hmm. and that's something we can work on. So we might be really strong in some of the characteristics, and then we need to work on the others. Sure. Well, it's interesting to me as, as I think through this, and, and by the way, what a what hard news to receive. My goodness, a mm -hmm. three-year-old with this, this tumor it definitely needs to be in our prayers for sure. That is yeah. – uh, I can't um, – can't fathom that kind of news so uh that's that's a big a big test of faith anyway it is um, but as i was thinking through some of these characteristics that you mentioned about platinum they, they really do align well with the fruit of the spirit don't they mm -hmm. you know all of yes. these things and, and it's it's interesting that um i don't know that even on our best day 
all of us exhibit every single one of the fruit of the spirit um, right. that, that come together. <laughs> but I think that it is something maybe like this platinum faith and the way that you're talking, these are things that in the process of growing into our faith, we will begin to exhibit these more and more as as Christ continues to move in us and continues to, to change us. Would, would you say that's an accurate read? Am I reading that accurately with uh, what you're saying about platinum? Absolutely. I always think of the fruit of the spirit when I give that definition of platinum faith mm-hmm. too. And we think of the Bible heroes that we love. They were strong in one or two characteristics and we, we highlight them, you know, in each chapter. But they also had, like you said, deficits in some areas. And yet we still look to them as an example of, you know, how to live in that situation. And so I completely, you hit it on the head. Yes. Hmm. Well, every now and then I get something right. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, this, this book is uh, is kind of unique in the sense that I, 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 I get a feeling that it's written for women but it can actually be accessible to anybody. And, and I'm interested for a couple of reasons because I'm married to a woman and uh, yeah. always very interested in, in finding uh, new ways to experience spiritual growth with her. But I, I also feel like even though you talk a lot in the book about the way this applies to women, I do feel like it applies to men as well. Um, and, and, and let me give a, an example of that because you write about how women often fall into a comparison trap Mm -hmm. um comparing um themselves to each other on on you name it whether it be um you know social media you just social media is kind of a thing we all want to look like we're having fun whether we are or not you know so we're comparing um and you write that very well to women but i but i think everyone especially as as we become more and more centered on maybe what social media means and having a sort of a presence in the world that extends beyond the real world into sort of a, an internet age um, that, I mean, we've been in it for a while, but it's continuing to grow. I think all of us are, are really struggling with this whole comparison trap and, and constantly uh, comparing ourselves uh, to other people. Um, give us some of your, your thoughts on that and and some ways that maybe we can can fight that a little bit that you talk about in Platinum Faith. It's so hard to not compare yourself. And I think even before social media, it was hard. And you're right now, it's in your face. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're always seeing the perfect office or the perfect home or the perfect job. And what you're not seeing is like the mess that's shoved to the side of the counter (laughs) to get the perfect picture. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and... Uh, and it's hard. Um, but even with platinum itself, it's this was this came from the useful chapter because platinum is used in so many things. And before we really researched this, I only thought of it as being jewelry, as being, you know, really shiny, expensive, top shelf, you know, you know, jewelry or rings and settings and things. Mm-hmm. And yet platinum is also it's used in um catalytic converters and cancer fighting agents, dental implants, um, in threads for, um, fiber optics. It's in, it's in all these other areas where it doesn't get any attention and it's behind the scenes, um, if you will. And so sometimes we compare ourselves saying, you know, Oh, I, I want to go speak or I want to write the book or I want to be the president of this or, you know, whatever we're comparison, like internally, I want to, 
I want to have the better house or mm-hmm. whatever we're looking for. Yeah. But, but in that chapter, we really dig into sometimes you're being used in a certain way for a certain period of time. And sometimes it's quiet. It's a quiet faith or it's a quiet service. And to get to where you're walking in your purpose, sometimes you have to walk through those quiet seasons. And so comparing sometimes means you might put yourself into a situation that God wasn't ready for you yet. Hmm. If that makes sense. Um, And I think it goes back to first Corinthians. Like we're all the, the body of, Christ and we all have different purposes. And so we have to just be the best in the, in what God's given us for this time. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you're right. And, and when you, you know, when you just talked about purposes and, and I think you really connect it to a person's God ordained calling and, mm-hmm. and their purpose in life, um, that, that might be something that, that we're going to have to increasingly in the church remind people of again and again uh, when, when even churches are, are places of comparison. I, you know, I think of how many pastors I'm with all the time and what's the very first question that pastors ask each other. So how many people does your church run? You know, <laughs> something like that. And yes. even among pastors, it's it's sort of this idea of like, well, I don't quite measure up because I don't have the mega church or mine, you know, uh, mine is, is struggling right now. And, and when I think of, you know, like a, a, a focus on calling and purpose, sometimes we have to just do that and say, you know what, God has put me in this place for a purpose in this moment. I don't know what it is. It might not be uh, to be the biggest church on the block, but I but I need to be faithful where I am and live into who God is, has called me to be in this moment, in this day. So, so I, so I think it's a struggle that extends to a lot of different places. Uh, I agree. Um, let's let's continue this because I'm I actually in in one aspect of your book you talk about uh, community and the importance of women having a community of friends. And um, I, I have a friend who actually works with with men's groups in an organization called the Gathering. And he's talking about men specifically, but, I, but I'm sure it applies to everyone. He says that there are so few men that have what they call a three o'clock friend that would be a person in their life that if they really had a need, that no matter what it was, mm-hmm. at three in the morning, they could contact mm-hmm. this person and that person is close enough. And and you talk about how important it is for women to have a community of friends, but you also um, have some cautions about those relationships as well. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by that? First of all, the importance of, of women having this community of friends, but then also some, some cautions about these relationships as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with that. I think men and women, you have to, sometimes you have to pray for a long time for God to send you that person who can be your three o'clock friend. Sure, right. <laughs> it can take years, honestly. Um, I prayed for a long time for that best, best friend. Um, and God brought her to me through in Michelle, but Hmm. it was in my adult years. It was in my thirties and I didn't want to wait that long, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) but she was worth waiting for, you know? Um, so with friendships, I think there are some like important things just to keep in mind that always expect that the other person had the best intentions. Hmm. So I heard one time that we judge ourselves on our best intentions and others on their worst. And so we get mad easily or we, we get offended by things. But if we flip hmm. that narrative and we say, okay, 
I know she or he, you know, they love me. They ne- they don't want to do me harm. They would never do something like this on purpose and give the benefit of the doubt always. There's less fighting <laughs> and mm. less arguments if we do that and just give a lot of grace, um, grace to each other. It's so important. We were in youth ministry for a long time. So as you were talking about churches, you know, this is something we would talk to the high school and middle school girls about, particularly like don't focus on dating right now. Like look for your group of friends because some of them might be lifelong friends for you. And, and that's a relationship that is so special and precious because they, they'll, they'll fight for you. Well, and, and I'm interested too, uh, you were talking about you and Michelle being so close, um, but you didn't really have that super close relationship till you were in your 30s. Did did you meet her in, in your 30s? Or I, I was thinking that maybe you had gone to school together at some point. Yeah, we actually met at a writer's conference in 2013. So we've only known each other for six years. Okay. All and right. it, it was just sort of like an instant like friendship that really blossomed into you know just super best friends wow that's terrific that's that's great that god called you guys together and obviously for more purpose than just friendship i mean you're doing some great work together too and that's awesome um yeah but but isn't the waiting difficult at times and and especially when you don't even know exactly what you're waiting for you know (laughs) you talked about uh, being in your 30s before you found one of those um friends that that would be such a you know for lack of a better term i'll just use my my friend's term again a 3 a.m friend mm-hmm. um and and yet sometimes it's in that waiting period that god will do the most to prepare us maybe for that per- person and so as i'm thinking relationally here just as as we're talking we often think that way about maybe like a spouse or someone you know that god would prepare us for that person but we don't always think of yeah. it in terms of other close relationships that we would also draw intimacy from and uh, and and so it could very well be that part of this process is god even preparing us for those types of friends as well in the future so it's neat to hear your story um in connection with that too I agree totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you have. I, I want to talk to you about this allergy that you have because I'm. I, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I'm not sure that I know how to pronounce it, so I'm going to try it. Is it colophony? I think is. is That's that... how I say it. That's how you say <laughs> so, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it's an allergy that I I don't think I've ever heard of before. So uh, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about it. But you apparently have an allergy to a resin that's found in in paper and stickers and tape and and things like that. And you have to wear gloves a lot of the time. Um, so be- before we get into like the obvious struggle of, of physical challenges sometimes and things that will present themselves to us, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's just a new one to me. I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard of that one before. Um, I had never heard of it either. And, you know, I just started getting dryness on my hands. And I thought, oh, it's, you know, eczema or, you know, the doctors would say it's just dermatitis, you know, here's some lotion. Um, but it didn't go away. It just kept getting worse. And I just prayed so hard to, you know, please find a doctor who can help me figure out what this is. And I, I met the sweetest, sweetest dermatologist. And he looked at my hands and he I held them out. And he said, hmm, I know exactly what this is. Wow. And I was like, yes. Um, and he said, your your pinkies are healthy. But the rest of like where you grab things, that's where the skin issues are. And he said, so I know for a fact this is um, a contact allergy. You're touching something. We just need to figure out what it is. 
And so at least there was direction. So we did a patch test, you know, on your back, like you have to, they tape all the stuff to you and to see what, what you're going to react to. Wow. And when they took it off, it was, it was itchy. And they just said, Oh, <laughs> there it is. And, um, but no one really knew what it was, even though it was on the panel. And so it's pine resin, like, what, like for a violin bow or, yeah. but it's in almost everything. Like you said, it's a newspaper, ink magazine, even my book cover, anything that waterproofs or attempts to waterproof paper, like probably my desk. I think it's in keyboards and like microphones, like it, the, the list wow. doesn't stop. <laughs> so my basically goodness. I'm touching everything <laughs> that has it in it. Wow. So, so you have to, like when you're typing, for instance, you had talked about keyboards and things like that. You have to wear like special gloves or anything whenever you're doing that to keep the irritation from happening. So I, I use those, um, silicone keyboard covers because they're pretty, Mm -hmm. but it's not in silicone. So actually it's working out to my benefit (laughs) because I type so much. So yeah. And it's hard to know the things it's in because it doesn't have to be listed as an ingredient. It's using like the manufacturing so much, so so a lot of times I'm touching it and not knowing it. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so just to think that you know, if if a kid comes home with homework, you know, the paper might (laughs) might actually be you know affecting irritating things like that. Mm -hmm. And and did you? I'm just curious. Did you have that your whole life, or was it something that seemed to develop more in your adult years? Yeah, I mean, I remember the day actually that it started. Because we were we're in the my husband's back in the military and we were driving to Mississippi um, so he could go to a school for six months. So we packed everything up and moved. And it was during the drive there that I like my skin started to crack like around my thumb. And I thought it was from the steering wheel because I was driving my friend's car Mm -hmm. and maybe it was something in that. But like it never went away. And then it just got worse. So so I mean, I I remember it's been three years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. That, well, thanks for sharing a little more about that. I, I hadn't heard of that before, but that it must be, um, to, to put it mildly, it must be irritating, you know, to have uh, <laughs> to have that problem. And yet, you know, it is it is a real um, it is a real struggle. So many of us do have physical issues that we're we're dealing with, and uh, and it and it can go from things like that that are skin irritations to actual. I mean, you've already mentioned um, this two-year-old grandchild of Michelle mm-hmm. that has tumors, and and there are things yeah. in life that physically we are confronted with, and and so I'd love to know uh, what what do you say to to people whose faith is being tested through physical challenges. I think it's interesting, and this is a general statement, so but generally, sometimes where we are tested physically might have something to do with our purpose, hmm. if we think about it. I mean, my hand, and I'm an author, so I touch paper and books, <laughs> and I was homeschooling. Um, right. And so sometimes, I think sometimes the physical stuff might be related to trying the enemy trying to hold us back from what God wants us to do by putting an obstacle in place that we have to deal with all the time. Hmm. And so um, that just fires me up. Like, okay, then I'm just going to push through and ask God for healing, but kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if God doesn't heal me from this, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give him glory and I'm just going to work through it anyway. But it can be very difficult depending on the disability. I mean, sometimes, I mean, mine is very minor compared to some. Yeah. And so it, you know, it can be life altering in so many ways. And so I just think we can't let it 
hold us back. We have to push through and give God glory no matter what. And that's hard to do. And that's why this book is all about attaining that platinum faith. Like I might not be there yet, God, but I'm trying. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm imagining like your ailment because you are a writer and you spend so much time with paper and keyboards and things that, you know, really could yeah. cause, cause you a, a great amount of discomfort. Um, I'm, I'm imagining like myself as a musician, if all of a sudden I couldn't touch the ivories of a piano anymore, yeah. or I couldn't use guitar strings, you know, something like that, that would be yeah. so hard. And yet at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I've been thinking a, a lot about you know, how do we find Christ on our journey in suffering and, and physical ailments? And sometimes it's mental and there's just so many different things. And uh, and I was reminded uh, earlier this week of uh, a visit with, with my pastor to a hospital. And I, I used to be full time on staff where I'm part time now, so I don't um, do as much with the church as far as visitation. But when you're a pastor, uh, especially if you're one on full time, you spend a lot of time in hospitals with suffering people and, yeah. uh, and they're constantly looking for, uh, answers with why is this happening to me? And one thing that I always wished that I could get our people to understand and, and I, I and I hope I'm learning it myself is, you know, we, we have a savior who, who revealed who God is through suffering you know, and, mm-hmm. and and so much of what we often experience in our suffering, I wonder if it, at times we are missing the fact that, that these are also chances to experience the God who suffers with us, you know, that sometimes, yeah. sometimes Jesus is found um, in unique ways in the places of suffering that he wouldn't be found in, in, in uh, times of, of when we aren't. And and I wonder if it's just maybe we run from those things because we we don't want to suffer. Suffering's hard, pain is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. grief and things like that. But I I always want to try to remind people too that that it might be that in those moments God will be speaking to us in a in a unique way that we wouldn't experience in any other way, and and also to try to embrace that as well if we can. And and I don't know I don't know if you have similar thoughts on that matter as well. But I've I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I agree. You know, it's, I know personally it's in our, my hardest times or, you know, with my husband, our, you know, as we're dealing with finances, with moving on military, like all those things, but it's in the, it's in those times where I feel like I am more open to listening to God. And then when times are good, it seems to be when I listen or seek him out the least. And I hate that. And, um, and so with each one, it, it just shows, he proves over and over and over that he's always there, that he comes through, that he's with us. And sometimes I wonder if I just haven't learned that lesson yet. <laughs> so mm. I have to keep walking through some hard times yeah. um, until I get it. Um, mm. But no, yeah, I, I think it helps us listen to God in a new way. And sometimes I wonder if we go through it because someone else is going to go through something similar and we're going to be that voice that can point them to God and say, listen, you, I've been there and here's how I got through it. Yeah. And then it points back to Jesus. Yeah, there certainly are a number of people I'm sure we've both experienced in life who have who have kind of pointed the way because they've been there first, you know, <laughs> and have kind yes. of led us through those times for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's so much uh, good information to talk about from your book, but we're getting close to the end of our time. So I'm just going to grab a, a, a couple more points that I find really interesting that, that you and Michelle have written about in Platinum Faith. And, and one thing I wanted to ask about was you caution in the book 
to be responsive but not reactive to life situations. And I think this is a really important one. Uh, talk to us, if you could, about what are some of the dangers in, in being like reactive uh, in, in situations instead of responsive? I think, well, I know personally, when I react, it's usually out of anger or frustration, and I almost always regret it. If I had just taken some time to think about it first, you know, I, I would have, had a much different response mm -hmm. uh, than than just that initial. I think reactions are like that, though. You know, something happens and that first emotion that comes at us, we respond with that instead of taking the time to let that simmer a little bit. So and then being responsive, like just having having that time to think through a situation. It also gives you time to find counsel someone who, like we were just talking about, someone who's gone through this or a third party who can be objective. Um, I, we always talk about in our companies, like, where are my blind spots? Like, I have this idea, but where, what can't I see? And so you have to have people in your life that you trust who can say, okay, well, this this is what's going on that you're not noticing. Mm -hmm. And like my mom is, is one of the most objective people that I've ever met. And so growing up, it was frustrating because she wouldn't automatically be on my side. She would say, okay, well, here's, here's, let's look at both sides of the story. And I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> but as an adult, it was, it was good training because there is something else going on and, and you got to be able to, to see it so that you can respond in an appropriate manner. Well, and we're, we're sort of in a time, again, getting back to social media, isn't it the easiest okay. thing in the world just to want to reply to somebody, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook, and just like, oh, I'm going to react right now, and uh, either, you know, for good or for ill, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I'm so grateful that there's a delete button that we can sometimes yes. <laughs> erase those things, <laughs> because you're right, so often when we react, uh, giving ourselves a few minutes or even a couple hours, we think, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or, or maybe I should have taken time to be more reflective and more and more thoughtful about this and 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 th that's one very interesting thing is you're talking about platinum and and the way that platinum is a responsive metal you know and, and how it will respond to things but even though it's it's malleable it's not something that's going to just like change instantly it, it almost takes time am i correcting kind of the the understanding of how that works yeah and it's also self like we have, um, you can be self-controlled. Mm. Um, it like they call it a noble metal. It's part of that like classification. So it can be, um, it doesn't need to react when other metals are near it. We, we call it, it's happy being platinum. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to just change depending on the mood of the room. If other metals were in the same room with platinum. <laughs> right. I love that. That's true. It doesn't have to change in the process. And so, um, I like what you said at the beginning that some of these characteristics seem a little contradictory and it, and they, they do feel like that a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but yet, like when you break them down, there's such lessons yeah. in them on how they, on for us. And personally, I mean, Michelle and I grew so much writing this book. It was, she said, she's written a lot more books than I have, but she said this was the hardest book she's ever had to write. And I agreed. Hmm. <laughs> so she said it was like birthing every chapter because sometimes Michelle was walking through, you know, with Bear, her grandson, mm. um, going through that, you know, I've got this colophony allergy, but there were all things that would pop up in our lives as we were going through these chapters 
And she, she called one time and she said, I really need to be done with this chapter because I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm. <laughs> like why I'm having to learn as we write. And so and we want women and men, whoever reads this book to know that this is just coming from a real and raw place and really looking into scripture to say, how can we, how can we grow and not just be complacent with where we are? Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to learning more about this as I dive deeper into your book. And, uh, and I know that other people listening are going to want to dive in too. So why don't you tell us where, uh, where we can find out more information about uh, Platinum Faith and your appearances? Okay. Um, PlatinumFaith.com is where we have information about um, the book. And we have the, um, I think we still have the first chapter for free there if anybody wants to download it and kind of get a sneak peek. That's PlatinumFaith.com. And then Michelle and I both have our own websites. Uh, mine is uh, BethanyJett, J-E-T-T, dot com. And then Michelle is Michelle Medlock, M-E-D-L-O-C-K, Adams, A-D-A-M-S, dot com. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, listeners, uh, I always try to do this with every episode and every guest, but you will also find all of these links uh, at our show page at VoicesInMyHeadPodcast.com. So just go to this episode about Platinum Faith, and you'll be able to find all those links with a simple click. And uh, you really, we encourage everybody listening to take time to go visit all of the different things that both you and Michelle have going on. It's, it's very impressive. You've both done a lot, and uh, I, I enjoyed uh, getting to dive a little bit deeper into and knowing both of you the the only thing that really surprises me is you, you both look so young i was surprised when you said she had a grandchild i thought <laughs> <laughs> she, she's barely out of high school i mean it's I know. Uh, youthful looking um but anyway this has been a real pleasure to get to sit and talk more about platinum faith today and we'll look forward to to more of, of what i know this won't be your last book and i know that you're going to continue to be used by God in the coming days. But I just want to say thank you for taking some time to, to sit down and share today with our listeners here at Voices in My Head. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, it's it's an honor. And I will tell you, Michelle's um, grandson, the tumor hasn't grown um, since that first MRI. So, I mean, God is working through Little Bear's life in big ways right now. And well, that story is that. ongoing. Yes. Well, and and I and I I really mean this for everybody listening. Let's all let's all keep it, it was Bear, right? Is that what you said his name was? His name is Bear. Yes. Bear. Well, let's all keep Bear on our prayer list each day for sure. Thank you for sharing that request with us, yeah. and I know a lot of my listeners will be very faithful to do that and to keep praying. So, um, well, Bethany Jet, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.